Welcome to the Just Ingredients Podcast. I'm Cara Lynn, and here we talk all things nourishing to the mind, body, and soul. This is a place where you can find just good ingredients to life. Today's podcast is sponsored by Filter Time, a company I love. It's a subscription-based service that ships the exact air filters you need for your home automatically, right when they need to be changed. Before finding out about Filter Time, I have to admit, I did not change the air filters in my home nearly enough. According to the EPA, the air within our homes can be more seriously polluted than the outdoor air. Upgrading your HVAC filter is one of the most effective and easiest ways to improve the indoor air quality in your home and to avoid those extra maintenance calls. Filter Time offers American-made high-quality filters with a MERV rating from 8 to 13. With this company, shipping is always free. You can pause or cancel at any time, and they offer a 100% money-back guarantee if you're not happy with your new filters. And the best part is, if you aren't in need of new filters quite yet, you can sign up today and choose a later start date during checkout, and you won't be charged until that date. Go to filtertime.com backslash justingredients, and a 20% off coupon will be automatically applied to your first shipment. Welcome back to my podcast. I am so excited to have Natalie Postel here today with me. She is a certified holistic nutritionist, a trained Hockett technician, an emotion code practitioner, and a sound and vibrational therapist who loves all things body, mind, and spirit healing. After being diagnosed with a rare endometrial cancer at age 30, she took a deep dive into her health. She struggled to find anyone that would work work with her on root cause issues and became so confused by all of the conflicting information and diets that were out there. She tried conventional therapies, which left her feeling crazy, depleted, and not like herself. So I am so excited, Natalie, to have (laughs) you tell my followers more about this and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. What I didn't mention in that intro is that you're a mom as well, a mom of four little kids, right? Yes, homeschool mama. So that's really my my main job is taking care of my littles and teaching them and getting to hang out with them during the day. Wow, good for you. Okay, tell my followers a little bit about yourself, your story, and most importantly, well, I guess not most importantly, but how did you find out that you had cancer? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 35. I grew up in Southern California. I had a typical childhood, um, but a lot of uh, divorce and just kind of yucky situations that I think left my body very depleted emotionally and physically in my life. And then um, when I was 30 years old, when my youngest was only 18 months old, I found out that I had a a really rare endometrial cancer, endometrial stromal sarcoma. Um, Only 2% of all uterine cancer is that type of cancer. And then most of the time, it's super simple to treat. You just take out the uterus. And so it's not really a problem. So when I went in to get a hysterectomy, I was fully expecting that everything would be fine and that would be the end of it. Um, And it was already very emotional because my husband and I wanted more children. And so it was kind of hard. And the surgery happened to be the day after Mother's Day, which was like killing me. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So hard. But um, when they did the biopsy of the uterus later, they found that it had already spread into the blood system. So it's called lymph vascular invasion. 
And so at that point, um, I was able to kind of keep it at bay for a couple of years, and then it jumped to my lungs, which most sarcomas do, and two-thirds of the patients that have sarcomas, it typically comes and attacks the lungs next. And so I still have cancer, um, and it's in my lungs, and it has spread to my pelvic region, but I do everything I can to support my body, my mind, my emotions through the journey. And because of that, I'm able to be really healthy statistically actually and I don't like saying this very often but statistically this is the year I'm supposed to die and I feel really good and oh, so that's I'm not a, a f- that's a horrible statistic I know, and you so are <laughs> I you are healthy and thriving I know that so yeah yeah so I I don't love statistics I I think that, you know, God is in charge of those types of things. And and I don't feel like I've finished my work on the earth yet. And so I'm just going to keep going and teaching and helping people and myself at the same time. So that's kind of where I come from. Um, The way that I found that I had cancer is I just started to have really unusual bleeding, which happens to a lot of women. So that's one thing that I tell women all the time. Like if you have unusual bleeding, it's good to get checked out. Um, cause my periods like never stopped and I knew immediately something was wrong cause I had never had periods like that. So I had a period for like two weeks and then a few days off and then it came back and right away I, um, I went in and had a blood panel done and everything came back normal. And then I still, I advocated for myself more and I was like, something's wrong. I can feel something inside of me. And so they did a transvaginal ultrasound and found what they called a fibroid. And so I went in to just have. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Good for you for advocating for yourself because that happens a lot. People will go get blood tests or blood work done and everything's in the normal ranges. So good for you for knowing something was off and advocating for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. We have to trust our bodies. I think that's a huge piece of the puzzle of your own health story is trusting what you feel. And we do know, I feel like our bodies energetically know what's going on. And so, um, I I went in to have the fibroid removed and everything went well at the surgery and my doctor never let on on that he thought it was more. So when I went back for the checkup and I just thought he was going to, you know, so like, okay, you can resume normal activities. You're fine. Like your surgery went well. And as soon as he walked in the room, his face just fell. And he said, where's your husband? Because my husband didn't come with me. I wasn't assuming anything bad was going to happen. You just thought it was a normal checkup. Right. So yeah, I, uh, I found out that I had that cancer and it was quite a shock. It is shocking news in the beginning. So for all of those people that are on this journey, just be really gentle with yourself. Allow yourself to feel those feelings and emotions. People always ask me like, how can you come from this place of positivity and love and um, peace with your cancer? And it's because I've been on this journey a long time. You know, it's been five and a half years now. And so I've gone through it all. I've had my highs, I've had my lows, and I still do sometimes. So just be gentle with yourself. <laughs> yeah, I could not imagine the shock that that news brings. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's stage four cancer, correct? Yes. And you've had it. It's always been stage four since day one. So no, well, I guess so. Because stage four just means that it has moved from its place of origin and spread to distant metastasis. Although I didn't think of that until it had jumped to my lungs. Like I never considered that the lymph vascular invasion made it stage four cancer. Okay. So I know I'll have listeners that are just dying to know, did you do chemo? Did you do radiation? Was it successful? Yeah. So chemo and radiation doesn't work for what I have. So that's 
the hard part with me is there's very, very little research around what works and what doesn't, but they know that radiation and chemo does not work. So I have not gone down that path because it's shown to not be successful at all. Um, the successful path for this type of cancer is surgery, also known as debulking. So you go in and you like take out big clumps of it. Um, sarcomas grow through your tissues. That's what's different than a sarcoma than a carcinoma. Carcinoma will grow like on the side of something, whereas a sarcoma grows through the tissue, through the bone. So it's a little bit trickier to operate on. Um, and then they use hormone therapy because my cancer is estrogen receptive. And so I've tried hormone therapy, which I used a synthetic one that my doctor told me to use. And it just uh, talk about depleted, wiped me out. I didn't feel like myself. I couldn't feel uh, like any emotion other than anger, really. Like I felt super wow. annoyed with my husband, my children, and that is not my personality at all. So it was rough. Uh, and when I went in to see my doctor, I told her, like, I don't care what the results are. I'm getting off of this. And she told me it hadn't helped at all. So, oh, wow. It didn't like, help. Okay. Yeah. So they don't, I mean, even I go to, to my doctor and I'm like, anything new? And she's like, no, you got anything new? <laughs> so we just try what I want to try because there's nothing else that they can really do for me. Okay. But you have kept it at bay and you have done Mostly. this through... <laughs> You have done this through um, your food and thoughts and all sorts of different types of healing. So if, you're if we're focusing on food and how food can help heal your body, what foods do you find most helpful? Do you find some that help the cancer stay at bay more? Do you find some that make it worse? Do you stay away from certain foods? Tell my listeners about that. Yeah, yeah. No, that okay. We'll break it down because that was a lot of questions. That was um, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. Um, so because food is energy, we forget that oftentimes that food translates to energy in the body. So I try to focus on foods that give me the best source of energy. Because if you ask any cancer patient, no matter what therapy they're doing, fatigue is probably the biggest one because our bodies are in a constant state of trying to repair. And so all of our energy is being thrown out at trying to heal the cancer in some way or another, no matter what treatments you're going through. And so I try to focus on really clean sources of energy. So that's your vegetables. Um, and I love that you teach about organic. I definitely stress organic. I try to buy everything organic because to me, that's my pharmaceutical company is my food. So um, organic veggies, I do meats. I know meat has been kind of slandered it has. <laughs> lately <laughs> um, as far as being a healing food or not a healing food. But in fact, regenerative meats, so meats from really good farms that treat their animals well, the animals that eat the things that they're supposed to, um, they're incredibly healing. Meat is the easiest thing for your body to digest and absorb. And so I focus on meats, you know, red meat, wild caught fish and red meat, meaning like grass fed beef, wild caught fish, pasture raised, turkey, chicken, eggs, um, and pork. So kind of all of those, I'm, those are probably the two most eaten things, meat and veggies for me. I love eggs. If I do dairy, I do raw dairy. Raw dairy is unique because it hasn't been heated up. So the enzymes that are inside of it haven't been destroyed. And so your body's able to 
absorb them and digest them properly, which a lot of people have dairy issues because, you know, they're eating conventional dairy that has been heated up. And so their body doesn't have those, those proteins or, or enzymes that they need in order to break it down. It's so interesting that you eat meat because I know a lot of people listening to this will be like, what? And I always try to tell my followers that conventional beef and dairy that they get at the store is completely different than the beef and dairy that comes from the grass-fed cows, the pasture-raised chickens. The nutritional profile is completely different. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, I fell into that trap. I went vegan for three years because that's what everybody told me to do. They said, oh, you got to go vegan. And I cannot tell you how depleted, how tired, how exhausted and how bad my gut dysbiosis was. I could not handle very many foods when I was eating a lot of just raw veggies. And while vegetables are great for you, they're very hard to digest when your body's in a state of disease. And so on the other hand, those clean meats are incredibly healing for you, especially organ meats, which I know a lot of people don't want to hear, <laughs> but you know, liver, kidney, heart, um, oysters, things like that are incredibly healing because they have all the vitamins and minerals and amino acids and fatty acids that your body needs. So you're hitting a lot of components that are the building blocks for your body. I love that you are saying all this, but what I want to make sure that in um, the listeners understand is that every body is different. Mm-hmm. Each individual body has its unique makeup. And so some may do really well on a vegan diet and others just may not. And so if you are vegan and doing great on it, then your body loves it. So I do yes. want to mention there is that individuality as well for each body. Yes. And I, and I work with vegans all the time as well. And I don't try to change their mind because we all, we all get to do what we want to do. That's the beauty of getting to be the advocates for our body. Um, And then I use a lot of like herbs and teas and specific foods to help heal my cancer. Do you want me to go over some of those? I would love to hear what you use. And I know my listeners would too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I really love cruciferous vegetables. Those are a favorite for me because I have estrogen receptive cancer. Cruciferous vegetables help moderate or pull the, the estrogens out of the body. Uh, and they're extremely healing and really high in antioxidants as well. So I definitely make sure I get cruciferous. There's, um, a research that is now banned. You can't find it anymore. And I won't mention the company that did the research, but, um, this company has a product that has cruciferous vegetables in it at a really high amount and it's good and clean and organic. And they did a study in China and gave two of those pills that have these cruciferous vegetables in them to women after they had been treated with breast cancer. And the reoccurrence rate in the women that were just taking two of those was 80% less than the women who did not take it later on down the road. Wow. So there is a huge correlation here. Um, And so that's one that I love. I love herbal teas. I use dandelion root a lot. That one helps to heal your liver. I use Essiac tea. That's actually a blend that a nurse from Canada came up with that um, has like sheep sorrel, which is the most healing component in it and slippery elm and rhubarb. And there's one other one in there. Um, And you just drink an ounce of that a day and it helps support your liver and your kidneys and helps your lymphatic system to detox. So that's something that I, that I take every day. 
I love that you mentioned cruciferous vegetables. I just had Dr. Carrie Jones on here last week who talked a lot about that those help with our estrogen detox and that Mm -hmm. most people don't realize that we need to get that detox out. And that's one of the best ways we can help ourselves. And um, she talked about liver, that we need to take care of our liver to also detox that estrogen. So the fact that you're talking about organ meats that help the liver and these herbs that you're drinking that help the liver, that's a must if you've got this estrogen-related cancer. Oh, absolutely. And there's a few more that are really helpful. A carrot. I always tell my clients a carrot a day keeps the estrogen away. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So carrots. Now carrots are high in sugar. So I always pair it with a coconut oil. So I'll make, I mean, a lot of people make carrot salads where they will grate the carrot, put coconut oil and salt on top. I'm super lazy. So I just take a carrot, dip it in coconut oil, a little sprinkle of salt, and I eat it that way because it's so easy. I've never tried that. I am going to try that today. Yeah, but same thing binds to the estrogens in the body. Uh, Vitamin E is also really, really good for this, a clean vitamin E that it binds to the estrogens. It also protects your body from PUFAs, which are polyunsaturated fatty acids, which we kind of overconsume in our society today. And so that's a great way to help block from PUFA damage, which a lot of people have like melasma or darkened skin on their face or their hands. That is signs of too many PUFAs. So you can help reverse that with a vitamin E. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I hadn't heard that one before. Yeah, Learn something really new cool, every day. Right? <laughs> I know. So I will use that. Um, we already talked about regenerative meats. That's what I use a lot. Um, turmeric. I know everybody knows that's a great anti-inflammatory. It also helps to inhibit cancer growth. So I'll take a turmeric supplement. I love Paleo Valley's turmeric um, because it's super clean. It also pairs with ginger and black pepper, which helps in the absorption of the turmeric itself. Turmeric is a great one. Yes. Yes. So, okay. I have so many, so I don't know how many you want. Um, Milk thistle. This one effectively blocks cancer growth and it helps reduce damage to the heart and liver from chemotherapy drugs. So this is great to help both sides. If you're doing treatment, if you're not doing treatment, it can help on both sides of it. So I take four milk thistle every day. Wow. Okay. So I want to know, because you do have a big list. I want to know exactly what supplements you take every day. Are you taking these herbs in supplement (laughs) form or are you drinking them in in a tea or putting them in a smoothie? Yeah. You don't want to know how many supplements (laughs) I take a day. Um, I use, so I actually don't take very many vitamins and minerals. I use what are called PMGs. They're photomorphogens. And what it is, is it's like bovine spleen, ovine spleen, ovine pancreas. It's basically the stem cells of these animals from the parts of your body that you're trying to build. So I use a lot of bodybuilders, but it's highly unique to myself. Um, But yes, the milk thistle, the turmeric, I will take those in pill form. Okay. Um, cat's claw is another one. And I take that in pill form as well. So it's, I mean, it's different for everybody. I take people that follow me know, cause I'll do a video of me in fast motion, like time-lapse putting all my supplements together. And I'm just on a very strict protocol right now for myself to try to help. Um, one that I think is the greatest to help with cancer that not very many people know about is pancreatic enzymes. And we've known for 400 years that pancreatic enzymes can help destroy the the cell wall of the cancer. Um, Wow. If you 
Yeah. If you think of Star Wars, you know, when you watch Star Wars, they have like this invisible shield that goes around their ship and then you can't see it anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what cancer cells do. They hide in your body. They have this invisible shield that your body can't identify with. And so these pancreatic enzymes, trypsin and chymotrypsin are the most widely used um, and most helpful. They go in the body and they basically break down that invisible shield so that your body can identify the, the cell, the Uh, tumor cells and then start to destroy it. And it actually helps to like melt cancer from the inside out. So I'm taking quite a few of those, 32 of those a day. That's um, fascinating. To to kind of, yeah. So I'm really, I experiment on myself because there's really nothing else people can do. So I'm really excited. And so is my doctor to see what this next scan will look like and see if it kind of kept things at bay or if it finally shrunk it. Cause I still haven't found anything that has helped to shrink the cancer. And so, and obviously that's my goal. I want to try to shrink it if I can. Right. So all your good food and your good supplements, it's just keeping it at bay so that they don't grow so far. Yeah, trying to. I mean, it has grown into my pelvic region, so, but it's growing slowly and steadily. Um, And so that's, that's good. I just take what I can get. (laughs) That's amazing. So I love that you're doing this research all on your own, right? You're just reading about the herbs, reading about the different foods, things like that, figuring out what's best for your body. Yes, yes. You have to advocate for yourself because, I mean, unfortunately, nobody else will do it. My, My doctor, who is the best at what I have, still can offer me nothing. And even when I do say like, will you research this for me? Will you research that for me? Cause she's on board. She'll say your insurance will never approve this, or I can't go outside the scope of my treatment. And so if we're not doing it for ourselves, it doesn't really get done, which is, which is sad, but that's the truth of it. So you have to kind of dig in and figure it out and also look at things because I think it's interesting that, you know, we're so focused with cancer on rates of occurrence. Okay, well, how is the rate of occurrence? But we're not looking at survival rates and we have not improved survival rates. And all the years of everything we've done with cancer and chemotherapy and immunotherapy and everything, the survivability rate has not improved at all. That's so interesting. Yeah. So I do look at things like that, where I know that there's things that help with reoccurrence rate for my cancer, but why would I do that? Because I already have it. So I always look at the things that help with survivability rate. Okay. Gotcha. So for my listeners, you are not completely just Eastern medicine. Like you're not shaming Western medicine. You believe in both, right? Yeah, I believe in whatever your body needs to heal. Um, And you can get that from so many different ways. And the biggest part of that is, is your mindset. You know, we have these placebo effects that show that if you believe something is going to work, it will probably work. You know, and that's why if you get a sugar pill or you get certain things, your body still has a reaction to it. So I think people should do what they believe will help because that's probably what's going to help the most. But no, I don't say, I think everybody has a unique um, situation, unique mindset. And so they should come from wherever they feel most comfortable and where they will feel like they have success. I've just kind of had to push more to the Eastern side because Western side doesn't have anything for me. (laughs) Right. I love, I love that, that you do what's best for your body, what you think you'll heal with best. And I always tell people, why not do a mixture of both? Do what 
each side thinks is the best and put them together, then you truly have the best. You got the best Absolutely. of both worlds to help you out. Yes. And I think our surgeons today are incredible. Like the surgeries that we can do now to help debulk cancer or help, you know, even after major car accidents or things like that. I'm so grateful for that side. Doctors save lives. So I in no way I'm saying like, don't go to your doctor. (laughs) Right. I just wanted to make that clear for our listeners here since you are focusing a lot on Eastern. But like you said, that's what's most available for you. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, Okay. You talked about the mindset though. So I know you talk a lot about the mind, the power Mm -hmm. of the mind. Um, How does that play a role in your healing? Yeah, to me, mindset is everything. Um, You know, as a man thinketh, so is he. I think that that's something that I ponder on a lot. And so if I think I'm going to die, I probably will. And I've had several friends with cancer who, as soon as they decide, like, I'm done, I don't want to do this anymore. They decline very quickly. And then those that want to keep fighting, keep fighting. And, you know, they stay alive and they stay healthier. And so um, it there was a Stanford study done in 2017 that found that mindsets can actually measurably affect physical healing. So I love this quote. They said, we have long been mystified by the placebo effect. But the placebo effect isn't some mysterious response to a sugar pill. It is the robust and measurable effect of three components, the body's natural ability to heal, the patient's mindset, and the social context. When we start to see the placebo effect for what it really is, we can stop discounting it as medically superfluous and can work to deliberately harness its underlying components to improve health care. Wow, that's powerful. Right. And so that's what I try to do. I try to harness the power of my mindset to help heal my body. And, you know, we get a scratch, a scrape, and we all know that it will heal. So why don't we understand that these deeper things in our body can heal as well and that our bodies have everything that they need inside of it to heal as well? That's ancient medicine that's been around for thousands and thousands of years. And I kind of feel sad that we've lost that identity with our body, with our soul in that way that we are capable of healing. We are. And just thinking that we don't have that ability takes it away from us. And I think that that's so sad. Yeah, I agree with that. I have to tell you 15, 16 years ago when I was trying to find help for my depression, I kept saying, I know the body can heal. I just don't know how to heal it. I need the right Mm -hmm. tools. That's why I need a doctor. I need someone who can help me. But I had this underlying um, thought and just mindset of, I know it can heal. Someone help me. So along those same lines. Yes. And we do. We just need to find those components that our body needs to heal, whatever that is. A lot of the healing that I do is emotional healing because I had a lot of emotional hurt growing up. It was not an easy childhood, even in my marriage. I mean, we have hard things happen to us. Um, and I know that my body, I know why I have cancer. I was actually a pretty healthy person, but my body was stuck in fight or flight for so long. 
and that depletes your adrenals. And when your adrenals are depleted, it actually pulls from your progesterone. And when you pull from your progesterone, you get estrogen dominance. And I think that that's kind of the cycle that my body was in, but I didn't know how to get out of this fight or flight. I didn't understand that. In fact, I didn't even know I was in it because I grew up with knots in my stomach and a lump in my throat. And for anybody listening, that's not normal. It's not normal to kind of feel tense and tight in your stomach, in your throat, in your body a day after day. That is, that's okay for a day or in a moment or things like that as hard things happen, but you have to learn how to rewire your nerve, your nervous system and retrain those thoughts so that you're not in a constant state of fight or flight. I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> no, that, that makes complete sense. So did you figure this out after the age of 30, after you had your cancer? Yes. Yeah. I feel like the last probably year and a half has been amazing to learn how to rewire my nervous system. Um, I do EFT, that's emotional freedom technique. A lot of people know it as tapping and it's simple. You just tap on different points of your body, but you're teaching the nervous system how to re-regulate, which we work on the brain all the time, right? We work on you know, um, coaching and counseling and things like that. But oftentimes our body feels first. And so by rewiring the nervous system, you can help your body to retrain so that when you go into a state of stress, it doesn't kind of clench up and do everything again. And you can remind your body you're safe, that you're grateful. Like when fear comes, I totally have fear response sometimes. So when fear comes up, I will thank it for coming. Thank you, fear, for showing up for me. I know you're trying to protect me. I know you're trying to alert me to something, and I'm here and open to what that is. But just validating it helps re-regulate the nervous system instead of allowing that fear to just hold in the body and work its way around your body, which causes more stress and causes less healing. I love that. I know. So our body has an energy system, and a lot of our energy systems are broken. They're broken from trauma, you know, hard childhoods, things like that. And so healing our energy system is just as important as healing whatever other system in our body, you know, the immune system or the endocrine system, whatever. So I love that you talk about that. Yeah, I fully believe in all of those things to open up the energy pathways in your body and then allow them to like flow and heal. So do you go through a daily routine to have a positive mindset each day? Yeah, I do. I do. I, my daily routine will sound intense to some, but I've been doing it for so long that it's, um, it's just habit for me. But first thing is I open my blinds as soon as I wake up. I, like sunshine and light is so incredibly healing to me. So I make sure I get all of my blinds up before I do anything else. And then I take my supplements. I have supplements laid out by my bed that I take. I take those enzymes and I take my PMGs, which have to be taken on an empty stomach. And I drink those down. And then I pray. And when I pray... I pray on my knees in my closet out loud. Wow. And I think 
when we say words out loud, it actually gives form to those words. It gives place and presence to them. And faith is everything to me. If you know me, I will always talk about God and faith. And if you don't believe in that, that's fine. We can talk in terms of spirituality or the universe. I understand it on all levels and I'm happy to talk wherever people want to talk about that stuff. Um, but inviting God or your higher power into your healing and asking him for strength and doing the parts that I can't do that day. I know he'll take that on for me. And so that's a huge piece to my mindset is just inviting him in with me and saying, I can't do this on my own. Can you be a part of it? Can you lift where I can't? Can you help me when I lose my temper? I mean, whatever it is, because right, I'm a mama too. So it's it's on so many different levels. Um, I drink a ton of water in the morning. I do my saunas. I have an infrared sauna as well as an ozone sauna, and I'll alternate what I do as well as do a little bit of EWAT therapy. EWAT is exercise with oxygen therapy. So I have an oxygen mask on while I work out. And I do very gentle workouts just to help move my body, move my lymphatic system and help with drainage and detox and those types of things. I also do coffee enemas every day, which I know people don't want to talk about very often. But to me, it's the best way to help support your liver and your digestion, as well as get rid of parasites, heavy metals, and um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, it also just helps with full drainage in the body. And so that's really what I'm hoping for when I'm detoxing so much, when I'm taking so many of these enzymes that are causing die-off, I need that full detox going on. And so I do that as well. Um, And then I do affirmations every day. So that's kind of my morning routine that sets me up for success with my mindset. And then when I do have things pop up during the day, I acknowledge them. I don't push them off. You know, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I'm feeling fear, if I'm feeling frustrated, whatever it is, which frustration is something I feel often in my healing because, you know, it can seem slow. And so I I will just recognize it. So I love that you say all of that. I know to some of my listeners, they might be like, wow, that is an intense morning. That's a lot. But at the same time, they need to realize that this may not have to be done for the average person. This is because your health is your number one priority. You need to focus on your health. Um, But a lot of the things that you just talked about can easily be done by the average person. For instance, opening the blinds when you first wake up, that actually um, helps your mitochondria, which is the powerhouse to your cells. So something as simple as that. Getting in a habit of taking your supplements, you know, keeping a positive mindset with affirmations, um, making a connection with a higher being. There's an Indian proverb that says, to be healthy, you need to make sure all four rooms of your house are healthy, like if they compare your body to a house. And the rooms are uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Once all four rooms are healthy, then you're a healthy being. So um, I, Love hearing what you do on a daily basis. And I want to encourage my followers that you don't have to do extreme amounts of things like she does, but you can do some of those little things to help you live a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, and I love that proverb. That's beautiful. No, I tell a lot of my clients that I work with, one of the best ways to help yourself every day is simply grounding, which you talked about, you know, the mitochondria of your cell grounding on mother earth, meaning putting your feet on the earth for 15 minutes 
feeling the sunshine on your face, you actually have an energy exchange with the earth where the earth's negative ions pull up into your body and your acidity or your positive ions go down. And they've taken blood samples before and after people do this. And the mitochondria are so much more active and happy, which increases your ATP production, which gives you a lot of energy for the day. So it's a great practice to do as well as like people with achy joints have great results from just doing this very, very simple free practice every day. So I want to say to all you moms that are listening, go let your kids run outside barefoot and you join them and sit out there and watch them barefoot with your feet on the ground. That's so simple and easy, but it actually has science behind it of how it can help us. So thank you for that. Okay. Going back to your morning routine, you talked about doing um, like your sauna or your ozone. So that obviously is for the detox. So do you think the average person should incorporate that in their life? Yeah, I think any form of detox that people can do, you know, some people, I live in Arizona, it's hot. So I just tell people like, go outside and sweat in the sunshine for 20 minutes and you can ground at the same time, you know, use what you have available, but any form of detox is great. If you don't have a sauna, if you don't have things available, a really hot bath, and I don't mean like scolding hot, but a hot bath that you put some, you know, maybe Epsom salt, maybe some minerals, some essential oils, baking soda, even like bentonite clay, all of those are great. And you don't have to do all of that, but even one at a time and sit until you sweat that will help pull toxins out of your body because we just, we live in a toxic environment. So we have to help our body to pull the toxins out. Sweating is a great detoxer. I talk quite often about exercising being a great Mm -hmm. detoxer. And you mentioned a little bit about you exercise in the morning. So do you feel like exercise is part of your healing routine as well? Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. I did acupuncture last night um, and my acupuncturist was like, oh my gosh, your lymph system is kind of bogged down. And I was like, that is so weird. I wonder why. Well, I didn't exercise at all this week or last week. Like I just got too busy. And so that's the other thing is I totally let things drop off if I'm too busy, but that was the one step that I didn't do in that routine. And so I told her that and she's like, oh, that's what it is. So I'm like recommitted to making sure I move through my body and get my lymph system going. Um, So I know, isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And for those listening, the lymphatic system, I tell people is like your sewer system. We've got to drain that out and get it going. We don't want it sluggish. And so exercise is a great way to get that lymphatic system going. Absolutely. Well, and mindset too. Exercise is great for your mind. It releases so much, much oxygen into your tissues, into your brain. And then it makes all of your neurotransmitters, you know, your serotonin, your um, dopamine, all of these really important chemicals in your brain, it makes them happy. And so to me, I think exercise is more mental. And I know you, I I know you exercise for that mental side. It is for the mental side, for sure. It's a huge part of my healing journey and staying healthy. Yes. I would love for people to decide to exercise, not for what the shape of their body looks like, but for how healthy they want to be. I think that that's something we miss a lot is, um, you know, we just kind of, oh, I want to, you know, bikini season. And so I want to shape up for that. And it's like, oh man, if we knew how much it helped with the oxygen utilization and the mitochondria and those happy neurotransmitters, Don't we want that every day? And if you're not seeing results from it, that's okay. Like the physical results is 
you know, at the last tier to all of those physical and mental effects that it can have. And so I, I wish that we could kind of switch. I feel like the shift is starting to happen, but I, I agree with you. Um, exercise and sweating is such a great way to remove heavy metals. And a lot of women need to get rid of some heavy metals. And so I'm the same way. I don't want wear an Apple watch. I don't want to count my calories while I'm working out. I actually want a good sweat. I want a good detox. So, and it's really good for our immune system exercising. And this whole past year with the pandemic, things like that, I'm like, get exercising because it's a real strength to your immune system. So I do love that you say that. Okay. Now with your cancer being estrogen driven, let's talk environmental factors, environmental toxins. Do you try to avoid them? What is your strategy there? Oh yeah. That was actually one of the very first things that I focused on was making sure I'm not drinking out of any plastic. I got rid and I have, I had little, little kids. My youngest was 18 months, um, when kind of the cancer hit. And so I got rid of all of our plastic dishes, all of our plastic cups. And people thought I was crazy. And I told them I'll just clean up the mess. Like if it breaks, I'll clean it up. I'll buy new ones. They're typically cheaper sometimes than the plastic is. And so that's one thing that I really try to stay away from because, you know, those plastics leach into your food. And I think Time Magazine did an article that said, if you drink one water bottle out of a plastic water bottle every day, you'll ingest a credit card's worth of plastic by the end of the month. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And I don't want those xenoestrogens in my body. So I try to stay away from that. And then any sort of chemical I'm very, very mindful of, which is why I love your deodorant. Oh, thank you. I love (laughs) it too. I I tried all of like so many different deodorants, even just straight baking soda, but your deodorant, but anything that is natural, I will put on me. If it isn't, I don't. And by natural, I mean, I actually know the ingredients inside because I, I even think there's a lot of greenwashing going on now where there's these companies and yeah, they're not using the worst chemicals, but there's new ones that we haven't studied yet either. Right. And so just to be really mindful about all of that kind of stuff. Um, yes. And I tell people all the time, your skin's your largest organ. So what we're rubbing on it on a daily basis, the body wash, the body lotion, the face wash, the face lotion, all of that can play a part, especially when they're full of endocrine disruptors, which a lot of those mimic estrogen. Yes, so. they do. Yes. Yeah, so that's, I tell my clients all the time, we got to just pull those out and one by one, you don't have to do it all at once, but one by one, as you use it up, swap it for something that's way cleaner. And I always point people to you, <laughs> like oh, you're nice. just Thank ingredients. You. Well, because you have all those swaps available to people. So you make it easy. So that's so important. Also water, water is a huge toxin, which is so sad to admit, but you know, when I sit in my bath, I always use a filter first. I use certain things. Um, and the water that we drink, we're drinking much more than we're eating. And so making sure that you have a clean water source is super important because I see heavy metals most often from water or even protein powders are probably the places where I see people ingesting those heavy metals the most. So make sure you have a good filter on your water. Um, and be mindful about what you're soaking in as well. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Our water these days, I mean, it's got glyphosate, it's got drug runoff, it's got uh, PFAS is in it. I mean, it's got all sorts of things in it. So definitely, I always say use a water filter. 
Well, and a lot of people think that their water filters are filtering for those things and they are not. So you need to make sure that what you want filtered, you have the right filter for. So you can go to uh, like filters.com, you can put in your city and you can figure out what filters you need for the water that you have. Um, but it's important to make sure, you know, there's lots of chemicals and additives that have been added since these filters have been created. So you want to make sure that you're using a good filter for sure. Okay. I want to touch upon two things. I totally agree with the water. Now I want to touch upon two other things. So my sister is, let's see, it's been about 15 years. She's a 15 year breast cancer survivor, but I remember her oncologist those many years ago telling her, you have got to go home and switch out your pans. You cannot use that Teflon. You've got to get rid of rid of those chemicals. And so is that something that you also switched out when you found out you had this type of cancer? Yes, I was actually using stainless steel already. Um, but, you know, cast iron, stainless steel, that's pretty much where you want to stay. That's what I coach my clients on. Uh, one that people don't think about is breast implants. Breast implants have so many chemicals and toxins in them that leach into your body. Uh, so that's something I see come up all the time too. So there's just so many places where this lurks, even chemical or um, sorry, medications, things like that can disrupt the body because your liver is having to weed out so much of it. So supporting those detox channels and then coming in contact with this little of those chemicals and hydrocarbons and, you know, endotoxins as you can is paramount. And please do it for your children too. It, you know, my daughter just had her 13th birthday and her sweet little friends brought her gifts and every single one of them was candy. Well, or something. No, it was oh. like bad for you lip gloss. How about a candle oh, that, or the smelly lotion the, that's full of the phthalates and things that's like exactly. that. Exactly. And my poor daughter knows, right. I teach her. And so she just kind of looks at me and she's like, thank you. And she's like, what do I do with this stuff? And I'm like, well, I don't really know. We're just going to throw it away or donate, donate it because it, I don't yeah. even want other people using it. I don't want to poison people. And so this is where, you know, our system is failing us that they aren't weeding through this stuff good enough. Right. You know, every other country, I think Europe bans like 1,222, something like that, more chemicals than we do. That's why it's but, so important for us to be educated on all the things that are now in our products. Talking yes. about sugar, though, that was going to be my second thing I asked you because <laughs> my sister's oncologist said, you know, limit the sugar. So when I see someone like you that is living this perfect, healthy life, well, okay, in my mind, I'm like, oh, she has cancer. So she lives a perfect, healthy life. <laughs> I want to know, do you ever have some sugar? Do you ever cheat? Or if you want to treat, what do you do? Yes. No, I absolutely believe in that. So I do avoid sugar. I mean, cancer does grow a lot faster on sugar cells than anything else. So I do limit it quite a bit. Um, however, I eat sugar smart. There's a way to eat sugar smart. You need to first have fiber in your body, then a fat and protein. They typically come together and then you can have the sugar or starch. So when I'm coaching people, I often tell them just eat sugar smarter. Otherwise your blood glucose will spike really crazy if you only have that sugar or that starch or that carbohydrate in you. So you always want to eat those at the end of your meal or like even dessert, you eat it right after dinner. You're not going to wait two hours to get that dessert 
are into you because you want all that food to modulate that glucose spike. So while I avoid it, I still, if I go to my favorite restaurant and they have their uh, caramel budino, which I love, <laughs> I totally eat it and I feel no guilt because that's the part of it is I still want to live my life in the way I want to live my life. So I ask myself, is it worth it? If I sit there and I see that frosted cookie from some store and I know all the garbage that's in it and think, uh, I'm not even really going to enjoy that, then no, I won't touch it. If it's something homemade and delicious that I know I'm going to love, like my sister makes the most delicious homemade cream puffs. Yes, I'm going to have that. So balance, balance and everything. And then don't feel guilty once you do indulge in that way. I love your saying of eat uh, sugar smart. I think I'm going to use that for people now. Eat sugar smart. That's yeah. That's a well, great and a tip. lot of people don't realize that they're craving sugar because they're hungry. You know, sugar glycogen is the easiest form of energy for our bodies. So oftentimes, when we crave a cookie or we crave cake, or you know, we're in the office and they have donuts and things available, the reason why we want to reach for it is because your body says that's quick, fast energy for me. And I think people kind of starve their bodies too much. And not meaning they're not eating enough, but they're not getting enough nutrients. And so their body is always acting hungry. And so if you can remember, okay, I can have that donut, but first I'm going to eat a fiber and then I'm going to eat a fat and protein. So, okay, I'm going to have some, you know, celery with nut butter and maybe, you know, a meat stick that's a healthy meat stick, grass-fed meat stick first. Then when you go for that donut, if you really were just hungry, you're not even going to want it. If you still want it, then you'll eat it, but you already have those things in there to modulate the sugar for you. Right. So, so you it's just... So you don't have an insulin spike. We want to try to keep that insulin level balanced. Exactly. But yeah, we crave sugar because you're hungry. So eat. We need breakfast, snack, dinner, snack, lunch, snack. I see so many women come with hypothyroid and thyroid disorders, and that is primarily a metabolic issue, and that comes from not eating enough. So nutrient dense, whole food, organic in its purest state that you can find, that's where you want to stay. You know, I don't do diets, but just eat how we used to eat 150 years ago. Find the good meat, the good dairy, you know, the good eggs, nuts, seeds, legumes, lentils, veggies, fruit. That's where you want to stay. Anything that comes in a package, the more refined, the more processed, the less nutrients it's going to give your body. So eat for nutrient density. Don't eat for calories. Don't eat for the other. Eat for nutrient density and you will feel full, satisfied. Your weight will be normal. <laughs> it's just because you're going to feed your body what it needs. Right. I have to say that is what helped me on my health journey when I was healing from depression, I was eating the wrong types of foods. I was eating a lot of processed and packaged foods. And once I started adding those fruits and vegetables to my diet, it was game changer. So you are spot on with just eating whole foods, things like that. Um, yeah. So you are a wealth of knowledge. You have studied a ton, researched a lot. You now help others in a clinic that you have opened, right? To help others yes. on their healing journey which I just love that you have taken a bad situation and made it a positive situation and in return have helped hundreds of people. So tell people about your clinic. Yeah, so I have Thrive Family Wellness. It's in Peoria, Arizona. It's little, it's just a tiny little baby operation, but I love it. So we do DNA hair scans and that's what I use to find what my body needs, right? We take a few um, hair follicles. I know you've done this with Jeanique Roney. I have, 
Um, so I take a few hair follicles from the back of the neck and we run them through a scanner. And just like the DNA in your blood gives you the information of what your body needs, that hair follicle is alive with that same DNA. So within 15 minutes, we can see which vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, fatty acids, environmental factors, even gut dysbiosis, we can see where your body's needing support. And then instead of, you know, I was trying everything like, Oh, that sounds like a good idea. I'll try that. That sounds like a good idea. I'll try that. Now I support my body where my body needs support. And then you get the best benefits from it. So I do that. We have a few technicians that do that as well. And then we have an ozone sauna. Ozone helps strengthen your mitochondria. It helps with detox. It helps in oxygen utilization, which means we all have oxygen in our body, but making sure that the tissue actually is getting the oxygen. And then I have an infrared sauna as well. We also do yoga and um, Amy Tinney's our yoga instructor. She's amazing. So we do yoga classes. And then I also am a sound and vibrational therapist. So I'll do sound baths and help to use sound to re-entrain, which means bring back a cell to health because every cell in your body actually has a different vibration. And so using certain vibrations, if that cell is off vibration, we can bring it back to health um, with sound, which is so cool. And we know this principle because like if you're sad and you listen to a happy song, what happens, your mind re-entrains and you feel better. And that's the same principle, but it's just cellularly where you can't see it. Oh, I'm so glad you explained that because I know people yeah. will be like a sound bath. What is a sound bath? So right. I love that. Yes. So what tips as we close here, what tips do you have for those that have just found out they have cancer? Those that are a year to into battling their cancer? What are your pieces of advice? Yeah, my first would be be really gentle with yourself. Um, allow any feelings that you have to come. If you feel angry, allow that anger, but energetically move it through your body. I teach a lot like beating your bed with a bat or stomping and being frustrated, things like that. Like just move the anger out of the body somehow, but feel it all. Don't suppress that because that will cause more issues too. Um, number two, be your best advocate. You, you do have to learn if you're just listening to the doctor and coming from a fear-based side, which is what they do. I mean, let's be honest. You go to a doctor, though. If you don't do this, then this will happen. That's very much what most people's experience is. Um, so taking the time to research for yourself, find out statistics for yourself, and advocate for yourself. Ask for what you want. Really talk back and forth about things. If things aren't working for you, find a different solution. So advocate, advocate, advocate. Um, and then find your why. Find your why to heal the body. You know, your why behind that mindset of why is it worth it to stick around? Why is it worth it to fight? Why is it worth it to learn all of these things, change your lifestyle, change the way that you do things in order to heal in lots of ways? Because cancer is always energetic first, right? It comes from stress. It comes from a different place. It does not just start in the body. So we need to make sure that we recognize the other sides of healing that can come into it and then just flow with it. Let it recognize or let yourself recognize that you're being refined and molded and changed and that you're on the perfect path 
to become exactly who you need to be. And while that's a really hard thing to recognize and accept in the beginning, as you go, there will be these beautiful nuggets of light and inspiration and growth that you have that will change you for the better. And to me, that's what this life is all about, is learning to It's not even learning to become, because I believe that we already are amazing, uh, eternal beings, but remembering, remembering that power, remembering that strength, remembering that healing that you can access inside of you. So I know that that's a lot. It's more that mindset than anything. Wow, Natalie, you are an inspiration. I mean, just to be diagnosed with this and just have a positive mindset and be a fighter, you're a warrior. You are a hero. I mean, you just are amazing with what you've accomplished with this trial in your life. And to take this trial and now help others heal as well is just amazing. So I wish you the best of luck on your healing. Well, not best of luck. I should not say luck. (laughs) I wish you the best on your healing journey. And as we um, close... I always ask every podcast guest what they think is the best ingredient in their life. Oh, man. So hope for me. If I didn't have hope, um, I wouldn't even do what I'm doing. So I feel like finding that hope inside of you for um, reaching for something better, attaining something more, the hope that of what can be is super important. And then if you want an actual ingredient, eggs, eggs is my favorite (laughs) pasteurized organic eggs. They're so easy. There's like a million ways to cook them. I just love them. (laughs) And they're full of nutritious things. They are amazing. Well, if you buy pasteurized organic, yes. (laughs) Uh, Hope is so important. That's such a good one. Um, Because I have to tell you, when I was depressed, my hope was gone. That's what depression is. Your hope is gone. And so for us to fight in life and to heal in life, because healing is not an easy task as you are showing. It is a daily thing and you need hope. Hope that this is going to all work and provide you that happy, healthy life. And I said earlier in the show that you're a healthy, thriving person. And I know people probably were like, healthy, she has cancer. But (laughs) after hearing your story and hearing everything you do, I hope people realize, oh, she is living a healthy life. She's full of energy and doing what she needs to do. Well, thank you so much, Carla. And I really appreciate you having me on here today. Thank you so much for being here. Just tell my listeners where exactly they can find you. Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at Thrive Family Wellness AZ or on my website, thrivefamilywellnessaz.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And then they can come visit you in your clinic and things like that as well if they're local. Absolutely. I also do phone consults. I help people over the phone often. And then I even have a gut healing protocol with over 100 recipes coming out probably at the end of May, beginning of June. So, oh, that's amazing. That will be a great resource. Well, again, thank you so much, Natalie. If you guys aren't following her, she is a great follow to learn all these tips of things that she's doing to create a healthy life for her. Um, Especially if you know those that are struggling through cancer, share this podcast with them, share with them that there's hope, that there's healing available. And thank you so much, Natalie. And best of everything, best of health to you. Thank you. It was an honor to be here. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the Just Ingredients podcast to learn more about your health and good ingredients to life. 
Plus, get daily tips at just.ingredients on Instagram.